0: and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And I have to tell you, I love all my guests, but I am so excited today because we're going to be talking about Tech, and I'm one of those tech nerds. I love doing this. I am usually more of a middle adopter of some things, and and you know, I I I don't always kind of jump right in at the very start. But I love tech, and I think that it has made our lives. Obviously, you know, such such a huge difference. We couldn't do this podcast, clearly, without um, having, uh, having very good tech. And I love the fact that I can see my guests. That's always so much fun. And so please join me in welcoming Shanak Roy to our program today. How are you doing, Shanak? Welcome.
1: Thank you so much, Deb. Uh, great to be here. Doing fine.
0: Perfect. I love it. Well, let me tell people a little bit about you, and then we'll jump into this. So, Shauna Roy founded Yellowdig in 2015. It is a community-driven, active, and experiential learning platform. It's now used by hundreds of thousands of students, all ages and backgrounds in the U.S. and around the world. Shauna graduated with a degree in mechanical engineering from H.T. Bombay, and uh, did I say that right? No, it's IIT Bombay, and completed his graduate studies at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Prior to founding Yellowdig, Shanak spent a decade advising global companies on technology, strategy, and growth. So again, Shanak, welcome.
1: Thank you so much, uh, Deb. Uh, Looking forward to this conversation.
0: We're going to have such a great time. Well, you know, I always like asking my guests how they got to where they are today, because you took, you know, kind of a roundabout way to get here. So tell us a little bit more about how it is that you discovered that for now at least, this is your passion in life.
2: Yeah,
1: you know what? And I would like to connect you to something you just said, which okay. is, you know, you are a middle adopter of technology. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, most of us, and myself included about 10 years back, I was pretty much a middle adopter of okay technology meaning digital technology uh-huh. you know so i graduated with mechanical engineering mm-hmm. so my undergrad was in like hard sciences okay. and then i went into systems engineering and other areas um, then moved into consulting which is mm-hmm. i spent about 10 years doing okay. a whole variety of work
2: mm-hmm.
1: in that area and then right about 2015 i got an itch to start a technology company mm-hmm. But the problem was that I wasn't a technologist in this traditional term. Like I wasn't coming from, let's say, Facebook or Google. I had friends there, but I Mm -hmm. wasn't in those environments. Mm -hmm. But I had this idea, which I wanted to execute, Mm -hmm. which is what we're building today. So Mm -hmm. long story short, I started the company in 2015. Mm -hmm. It took me a couple of years to learn Mm -hmm. what it means to actually build a piece of technology. Me and the team that I had put together Mm -hmm. early on. Um, and then, of course, you know, went through the ups and downs of building a startup company mm-hmm. to work are today. Mm-hmm. So it's been a journey and I'm happy to talk more about it. But I think the key thing I'll say is that even if you're in the middle of your technology adoption or you're not early adopters, mm-hmm. it is not that difficult. It just right. takes a few years, some dedication to kind of you know, get into mm-hmm. it.
0: Right. And of course, the important thing is that there are other people that we can work with who can kind of guide us in this this process. Absolutely. So talk to us about Yellowdig and, and I was on your website. And first of all, tell us how you came up with the name and then what Yellowdig is.
1: So what Yellowdig is, is it's a technology platform to increase engagement. Okay. Especially when students are learning. So if you go into a classroom today, Mm-hmm. And this classrooms, by the way, hasn't changed for hundreds of years. Right? Now.
0: Yeah, teacher Every front, time. everybody else there. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly right. And and the assumption is sometimes that you know if you really design a great lecture, we all mm-hmm. love a great TED talk, or sometimes mm-hmm. we see this video that we all love to watch. But th- those are very few and far between. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Most of the time, the students are like sitting in the classroom, listening to a lecture, and hoping <laughs> to learn something.
0: Bored. Right. Bored. <laughs>
1: Or, like, maybe like doing something else, like scribbling in the back, which by the way, I have done plenty of in my life. Um, And then at the end of the day, there's a test. You Mm -hmm. give a test or do, you know, submit an assignment at the end of the week. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you get assessed. Mm -hmm. You get the grade, and that's how you learn. Right. My thinking was, you know, right about 2015, Mm -hmm. I saw this whole revolution around social media, like Facebook, Twitter, all platforms were starting to kind of really get adopted Mm -hmm. at scale. And I could see that it's a really interesting platform from a learning standpoint Mm -hmm. where people can connect with one another. Like I grew up in India. I came to the U.S. I'm Mm -hmm. still connected to my family in India. Mm -hmm. So just so that now learners can be anywhere in the world and actually Mm -hmm. connect with one another. So I could see the power of those social platforms, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't quite happy with how they're designed. Mm -hmm. So I kind of thought that maybe I take the concept of social mm-hmm. but design it for learning and mm-hmm. create this platform where so, you know, students will learn from one another, engage, and you know, bring in interesting ideas and make classroom learning not just a one-dimensional mm-hmm. transfer of knowledge or right. whatever you want to call it to like a community-based learning. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's what Yellowdig does.
0: I love it. And you know, it's it's one of those things, of course, the, the generation of students now you know, K through college, you know, the, they grew up with technology. You know, my generation, which, you know, I'm older than you, um, I I did not touch a computer till I was in college. And, you know, internet had not been invented, no smartphones, no, you know, nothing like that. But of course, the generation now of whatever they are, Zs and alphas and, <laughs> you know, um, they they grew up attached to technology, and so they that is how they learn. That's how they play. I mean, obviously with games and, and things like that. And so when I was looking on your website, I love that the concept is basically to incorporate all of that into learning. You know, because they're so used to doing that, why not have them learning as they're doing that?
1: Yes, uh, that's exactly right. And the other thing you mentioned, which is you know kids love to play games not mm-hmm. only kids i love to play game too like mm-hmm. you know it's so engaging and there are reasons games are so popular right. because it designs an environment which is very inviting and it's mm-hmm. challenging but you're learning in small mm-hmm. steps and all that good stuff happens if you go to a classroom it's also like a game though like mm-hmm. education is a game but it's a poorly designed game right where you sit in a classroom write an exam in 3 weeks you get some results and you probably get a b or c or demotivated mm-hmm. The grading is a gaming system mm-hmm. to motivate you to kind of do better, but it's right. not, feedback cycles are not aligned right. and you get graded on things that you should not be graded on mm-hmm. sometimes. So so what we are also trying to do with Yellowdig is to change uh, the dynamics mm-hmm. in the learning environment using technology, mm-hmm. like modern technologies, right. game-based learning. So we do that too in our cloud platform.
0: Well, and when we're more engaged, we remember it. Um, you know, all of the classes that I took, there were many of them that I remembered what I needed to know for the test. And then it was like somebody just took a whiteboard and, and wiped it clean. You know, I, I laugh. I took three semesters of French. Do you think I can do anything besides say we? Oui? <laughs> <laughs> and I got A's. But but yeah, I mean, it was memorize it just long enough to take the test. And then it was gone. Now, if I had been in an environment where, like we said, it was engaging, and we were having conversations in French as opposed to listening to the teacher lecture to us that this is how you conjugate a verb. It, it might have actually stuck in my brain, um, you know. And, and we all know that the, the examples of, you know, and I think we, you know, I did this. I know lots of other people did this. We raised our hands in the algebra class and said, "When are we ever going to use this in real life?" <laughs> right? And okay. Now you do. You just don't realize it. But, you know, because it was this given it wasn't even a give and take. it was it was, you know, they they pushed the information out to us. We kind of absorbed it, and then we went on. Um but but, yeah, to have engagement, I love this idea,
1: yeah. and you know, I mean, just uh, a few months back, one of our faculties were using our platform, wrote a blog post, and she was teaching Russian a group of kids and one of the ways she was teaching is actually asked them to create videos on our platform Mm -hmm. and make small skits like little acting but they have to speak in Russian
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, and it was interesting and actually the blog post uh, you know I can also kind of send it to you if you're interested um, really kind of brings up the other aspect which is you know students or learners today wants to be creators too right because, you know, you know, you think about TikToks, I mean, those kind of platforms, you know, we may, mm-hmm. may not like it or like it, and it's also convenient, but one thing it does really well is to bring up the creativity out of people,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and then imagine using that same concepts, but in mm-hmm. teaching or learning where you can be your own little creator. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does help long term memory. There's a lot of research out there as well. If you think about what you're learning and if you're making sense out of it, it mm-hmm. goes to long term memory. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's in the short term memory that is going to be wiped out.
0: <laughs> you can't speak French anymore. <laughs> well, and... Yeah, one of the other things that you talk about on the website, and there's great resources there. I do encourage folks to go there, and it is. um, I all of a sudden it went out of my brain. Um, Yellow tag, yellowdig.com. You know, I'm sorry. Co. Um, And and so you know, it is uh, you know great information there, great resources, and one of the things that it pointed out was the fact that the the child, the person. Sitting in the back row now can be engaged. And I think that's probably one of the greatest things because I'm one of those sit in the front row people, you know, I'm, you know, and, and, but, you know, all of the people who sit in, you know, and, and I mean, sometimes we're talking like, I had college classes with 600 people in it. There's mm-hmm. no way that even the people in the front row in engaged in any way. By doing this online, so do do they break up into smaller groups? I mean, you can't obviously have six hundred people. Give us an idea of how this actually works.
1: Yeah, so th- that's a great point, and you know, I'll, I'll explain how yellow dig works and how how do we solve the problem of large classes, mm-hmm. which is something where we we do a lot of work in. Mm-hmm. But in terms of this idea that. You know, I have a basic uh, point of view around classroom design where mm-hmm. we feel that if somebody is sitting next to one another or maybe sitting in the front mm-hmm. row, they're learning more and they're more engaged. Right. That's not true, right? I mean, we I can be in the front row and I can just do whatever. I can wander around and have my own dreams, mm-hmm. uh, not listening. It just looks
0: like we're there paying attention.
1: Exactly. It, mm-hmm. it kind of, you know, makes it feel it f- makes it makes feel good for the teacher probably, right? I mean, they are not people in the front row, but... The reality is that the backbenchers or people who are anywhere, mm-hmm. um, engagement is more around how they're connecting to what they're listening to, right. to what their lives are.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and <laughs> very often, like, you know, if you see two people in the classroom where we have been in those environments, it's not, it's sometimes very awkward to talk to people. Like, right. even if you're a class of like 50 students, you may be only talking or speaking with two or three people who are around you. Mm-hmm. You make it five minutes to raise your hand and make a point. Mm-hmm. So the idea that, the engagement can only happen when we are together is something we want to challenge
2: mm-hmm.
1: this world because you know the thing is okay it's good for us maybe there are some other engagements that can happen mm-hmm. And I, I would argue actually that engagement happens outside the classroom
2: mm-hmm.
1: where you're kind of walking on the you know right. corridor, you're outside mm-hmm. you meet somebody or maybe you want to talk about something I mean, that is the true kind of engagement mm-hmm. that we want to have which is hard to do in the classroom mm-hmm which is, by the way, possible in an online forum. Mm -hmm. And one of the big reasons is that it kind of breaks down all the barriers in terms of time barrier. Mm -hmm. You you don't have like 45 minutes, but you have Mm 24-7. You can actually be online anytime and make a comment. Somebody else can post Mm -hmm. anytime. Mm -hmm. Um, You also have this um, kind of issue that we solve, which is around any sort of imposter syndrome or people Mm -hmm. who take more time, you know, I remember when I first moved from, from India, and I joined my undergrad, my graduate studies. Mm-hmm. We had a class where we were asked to raise our hands and speak, and I remember clearly that I was very nervous in the beginning.
2: Mm-hmm. Not that
1: because I couldn't follow my thought process, but right. you just articulate that in a quick fashion in like thirty mm-hmm. seconds. Because if you don't, if you if you take more than thirty seconds, they're going to move on to somebody right. else. because it's Limited time, right? So, so those kind of challenges can be solved online because mm-hmm. now you can take two hours to mm-hmm. write. Right. And kind of be thoughtful about it, edit it as many times as you want, Mm -hmm. make a video, delete it and do it again, which is all good, which is all reflective practices for anybody. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So it kind of really takes away all those barriers, makes it a lot more equitable. So Mm -hmm. people can be a lot more thoughtful and and you can talk to people that otherwise you would never talk
2: to. Mm -hmm. So
1: so there are a lot of these advantages um, to have this online engagement Mm -hmm. as opposed to just physical like physical classrooms are all there it's going to mm-hmm. be there good but I, I think what we would well like to say is that it's always a good idea to have a complementary space mm-hmm. where everybody right. can right.
0: yeah. yeah you know clearly there are times where you have to be in a physical space you know i'm thinking like chemistry band <laughs> you know, well and actually you don't have to with band i you know i remember seeing some of the the coolest videos that were done during covid um, you know, where, you know, students could not be in the same place. And, and so, you know, they were all, you know, in zoom or whatever the platform was, but yeah, sometimes, I mean, you just, you you need that, the stuff that the, but, but for the most part, but even with that, you could still be chatting hey, later and say, you know, Hey, what'd you think about this? Well, you know, all those various things.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, one example I like to talk about is, you know, just chemistry. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, You know, I was looking at one of the communities and I, you know, being part of the company, sometimes I have the privilege Mm -hmm. to look at various courses and see how they're going. Um, And one example, just to kind of give you an idea of what kind of engagement is possible Mm -hmm. if you have this asynchronous community, Mm -hmm. is uh, things that would not happen in a classroom. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, uh, there was this inorganic chemistry class Mm -hmm. where a student posted about apple juice, like she Mm -hmm. was in a dorm you know, doing a thing and suddenly she is drinking apple juice. She's like, oh, what is apple juice made out of? I know it's organic, it comes mm-hmm. from apple. but what are the exact mm-hmm. chemicals <laughs> made out of? So she goes to Google and she searches all the acids which are part of it. Mm-hmm. And she makes a really beautiful post saying that, look, apple juice is only based made of the three basic compounds, which are organic compounds. Mm-hmm. I never knew, unless, you know, before today. Mm-hmm. She posted this, just purely based on like something that came to our mind. Yeah. I just said being like Mm Dawn and one of the other students jumped in and said, you know what? I don't like apple juice, but I'm going to try it next time Mm -hmm. because you have increased my curiosity about apple juice just after the course. And I I think this part of learning is so critical Mm -hmm. because what I feel is that one of the lackings and I did my undergrad in mechanical engineering Mm -hmm. One of the issues I had when I was kind of going through my studies is that mm-hmm. I could never connect to what I was learning to the real world.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
1: like, oh, I, I love cars, mm-hmm. but it wasn't practical for me to learn mm-hmm. mechanical engineering and go build cars because I right. have to factory and. Mm-hmm. But today, given we have so much of digital tools available mm-hmm. to us, you know, it's actually very much possible to use those uh, moments to kind of really connect the dots for the students. And it naturally happens, by the way. Like the the instructor never asked that student to kind of really post about it. Like she mm-hmm. posted it because she felt mm-hmm. it was she had the agency to do that. Right. And um and, and I think those are the ones that we we are excited about mm-hmm. to see if we can kind of create those moments right. of learning mm-hmm. around the classroom.
0: Right. Yeah. And in a physical classroom, she would have never done that. You know, she even if she was sitting there drinking apple juice, she would have just had her apple juice and you know, but she wouldn't have brought it up as a subject to discuss. And if she had, she might have been shut down. You know, the, the teacher might have said, you know, we're here to talk about William Shakespeare today you know, or whatever. Um, You know, and, and so, yeah, it gives the freedom to have those discussions.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And, and you know, it, it's easy. It, it doesn't cost mm-hmm. anything. It's all online. So it mm-hmm. kind of feels like a no-brainer for us. But, mm-hmm. you know, for us, the bigger thing is to kind of make that change happen, as mm-hmm. you can imagine. Education has been around for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. So one company going and saying that this is how it ought to be, it mm-hmm. takes a while for us to uh, make that change. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where we are spending most mm-hmm. of our time.
0: Right. Well, you know, what I—I I really intrigued me about this was, as you said, you launched this company in 2015 before covid And, you know, and and so it's kind of like you had a crystal ball and you thought, hmm, what would happen if students could not go into class? Um, You know, and and so you were obviously kind of in the right place at the right time. uh, But tell us more about that, about how, you know, it really was something that all of a sudden, you know, it was like, okay, this is the only way that we're going to do this is online. What did your company do?
1: Yeah. So, you know, it's an interesting backstory there, which is when we started the company in 2015, we launched our first product. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was for the first three years. Mm-hmm. And for a variety of reasons, in 2018, we decided to rebuild the platform mm-hmm. based on feedback that we were getting from mm-hmm. our clients and other things that we were learning about the space. So we launched our next upgraded version in the Last quarter of
2: 2019. Oh, <laughs> so this was problem,
1: right, mm-hmm. and we were a little nervous. Like we were saying, okay, it's a whole thing we are launching. Hopefully, it'll go well. And then the pandemic happened.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: One of the biggest thing I've seen is this in education, which is a very positive thing. Of course, there are extremely negative mm-hmm. things about the pandemic that has happened, mm-hmm. but uh, if you look at the positives, mm-hmm. is what used to be a very niche kind of idea that technology can actually have an impact in learning, mm-hmm. which we had customers champions mm-hmm. but they were very passionate and educated around this topic mm-hmm. very very early adopters right. it kind of moved very quickly towards the middle because people realized the need for connection so mm-hmm. that was the whole thing like people were saying right. "Oh, i'm on zoom but i'm not connected
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, so we we saw a pretty um i would say pretty relatively quick uptake between um early 2020 mm-hmm. when things started to 2022 so um and we also kind of made it available at no cost Mm -hmm. during the pandemic Mm -hmm. because a lot of institutions were struggling they Mm -hmm. didn't know where to get the budgets from so we kind of decided to make our platform available for free Mm -hmm. um, at a limited usage Mm -hmm. pattern you weren't just
0: giving everything away (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: you're a faculty if you want to use us you don't have budgets mm-hmm. just come to us and we'll get you going and we'll right. support you as a client
0: mm-hmm. um
1: and 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 that kind of really led to a, a pretty rapid growth in usage mm-hmm. in 2021 and 2020 mm-hmm. 2020 and 2021 and then slowly we started to get see those free users were converting mm-hmm. into paid clients for us right uh, which is how we've kind of grown in over mm-hmm. the last years
0: right well and schools discovered that you know the Having that combination of learning available was really going to benefit the students. You know, some students absolutely had to be in class, some students really just wanted to stay home. Um, and then of course, you had hybrid and, and things like that. And and so your platform really allows to for for the schools to personalize the learning process.
1: Absolutely. And the other thing I say is that you know, sometimes students uh, want that flexibility mm-hmm. where they you know they will skip a class but they don't want to stop the conversation right. what will happen is that if you don't mm-hmm. go to a class for two two weeks you completely have lost touch mm-hmm. but then if there's, there's an online forum where the mm-hmm. conversation is happening around the class mm-hmm. all the things you're always part of that community mm-hmm. even though you're not attending those mm-hmm. classes in person. so right. that that functionality is there mm-hmm. and the other thing we we also started hearing about is um Many of our students came to us because they, they sometimes write to us through our. We have a forum and a mm-hmm. form which they can give us feedback ah. uh, in real time. Right, you know, because the they, users
0: are the best ways to you know to, to get that feedback.
1: Absolutely, and you know, and we, we hear bad feedback or good feedback, all sorts mm-hmm. of feedback come mm-hmm. to us. But but either the good ones we were hearing is, um, you know, a lot of the users were saying that hey, I, I feel with yellow Dig, I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that kind of kept on coming quite often, mm-hmm. uh, especially the last couple of years. And, and we, we kind of realized that it also has a big impact on mental health.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, because, you know, it's like a lot of students, I feel that if they are in the right time, right space, they may have a community around them, maybe at home, maybe at school, maybe mm-hmm. a flexible structure. But a lot of them may actually have fallen through and they are not quite connected mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Right. right? Life happens or the pandemic mm-hmm. happens, which is pretty bad. So I, I think having that community also helped them to kind of feel that they're part of the community. There's other humans they're talking to, um, mm-hmm. which I feel is a, you know, we are quite happy about it. That, that is a big part of what we're trying to enable also, mm-hmm. like the whole mental health challenge, which mm-hmm. I think is a big part of education now. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Yeah,
0: you know, and and the cool thing is it allows people to be anywhere really, to to participate, um, you know, and, and you're probably, you know, not going to be doing that quite so much as a child, but college, I mean, you know, that's where I see this as, as being a great benefit. Um, I have a, a friend in Colorado who graduated last year from Penn State. The first time he set foot on campus was graduation every single class he took was remote learning um you know and 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 it it just allowed him now obviously there were cost savings because you know he wasn't having to move he wasn't having you know he could stay at home and work and and do all of those things but he was he got a phenomenal education. I mean, it's Penn State um, by never setting foot on campus. It was all remote. And he'd actually started doing some of his classes before COVID. So they had, you know, they had realized, hey, they need to, to have this kind of global type of, of campus. But it was just a huge benefit. And um, I volunteer for uh, University of Colorado uh, with the, the arts and sciences department. And that's been one of the things that we have discussed is the fact that, our students literally can be anywhere in the world now um you know and and now does it make it a challenge for teachers of course <laughs> you know, but it's it's worth it to be able to expand that world
1: absolutely i mean you know as you pointed out like there are a lot of costs associated to mm-hmm. be physically right so mm-hmm. I, I think it seems like we are heading towards a hybrid mm-hmm. model where okay. You know, students who want to be on campus, they mm-hmm. can be on campus, you know, spend the money and have that experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, but many others may be fully online or go to mm-hmm. college or go to campus, right. uh, you know, maybe like once a month or twice mm-hmm. a month. Uh, however, though, I mean, one thing, what, what we think is that this whole physical campus that we have right mm-hmm. now, there has to be a digital version of that too. Right. Mm-hmm. So, that, you know, there is no reason because we are living our lives online to a mm-hmm. large extent. When it comes to learning, why do we have to just look at the content but not engage with the community around mm-hmm. it? so uh, there there is a lot of potential, I, th- I think especially if you look at the next ten years, mm-hmm. right
0: yeah, you know, and and in you know the year and a half ish that most people were not able to to go into schools, they got used to that. um you know, and 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 there were good and bad. I mean, like i I uh, was talking to a friend who uh, her daughter is very gifted. And at that point was a senior. She thought it was greatest thing in the world. Because to her, then she could be self paced. She could do extra, you know, all of these various things. And, and she was very bored when she had to go into the actual classroom environment. Um, you know, now, of course, the 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 issues are when you have a student that is struggling, you know, and, and, and you're not seeing them face to face, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, and, and that I think is, is probably one of the biggest challenges, you know, and, and not to mention, you know, you, there's obviously the economic and, and things like that, where not everybody has the technology and, and, and all of those things, but but yeah, it's. I think you're the. You're right. The hybrid is what we're going to see come forward, um, where those who need to or want to go in to the physical classroom can. Those who want to be off wherever with their toes in the sand can can be doing that too.
1: Yeah. No, no. Absolutely. And you know, one thing to add to that, I completely agree to what you just said. Um, you know, in terms of kind of really uh, supporting students who are at risk. Mm-hmm. Whatever reason, they might be dropping out or Mm -hmm. something is happening in their families or their professional lives Mm -hmm. or whatnot. So, you know, technology actually can be a pretty big uh, enabler of Mm -hmm. supporting the students. The reason being is this, that just because, let's say, take an example, like, you know, a student comes to class, so they have attendance now. Mm -hmm. They're sitting in the classroom and they're Mm -hmm. watching, you know, lecture and then they're going Mm -hmm. home. The data that we have in the physical classroom is that who is coming and who is sitting, at least mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Being maybe raise their hands once or twice. So mm-hmm. that's the engagement data that we have collected. Mm-hmm. Right. Online, there is a lot more data we collect. Like, mm-hmm. for example, we not only know when the student logged in
2: for mm-hmm.
1: the class, but we also know how many times they came to the online system. Right. It's like, you know, 24-7. Are mm-hmm. they coming once or twice? Mm-hmm. Or are they coming 10 times?
0: Right. How long are they staying? All of those things.
1: How, they're staying, right. how long they're watching a video, for example. Mm-hmm. If you're online like this, we know that they were half an hour in the class and they dropped out, mm-hmm. the screen was on and off. There's so much data for us mm-hmm. to be able to um, you know, not determine I mean, mm-hmm. it could be like a good indication about mm-hmm. who might be the ones who are at risk and then the school mm-hmm. can focus on them. Mm-hmm. As opposed to today, which is kind of spread out. Like, right. I want to see uh, 10,000 students in my campus.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I want to make sure everybody's fine, but it's very mm-hmm. hard to know who actually needs the help and who mm-hmm. doesn't.
0: Right. Now, of course, the other thing with technology, and this is uh, you know one of the recent things, is AI. Um, you know, and and you know the the big thing that has popped up in the the, the recent uh, you know uh, time is Chat GPT. And, you know, you, you have a great blog post on your website about this. And, and, you know, I mentioned I'm kind of the middle adopter. I set up an account a couple of weeks ago and, oh, I think this is the greatest thing in the world. Um, you know, but of course, what I discovered very early on was it's only as good as the questions that I ask. And I still have to go through, you know, like I asked it to write a pitch letter to a physician's group to speak to them. So I came back with a pretty good start but then i still had to go in and work on it and i know of course that that you know we're hearing a lot of educators who are saying that the the issue is you know are are students cheating by doing this uh, yeah <laughs> but you know it's not going to make a difference if they're online or in person you know clearly they're still going to be doing this But one of the best things that I saw written about this said, you know, this is where teachers are going to have to step up their game. They can't just give the assignment. Now they have to interact and they have to say, you know, tell me what you thought about that. And, you know, and, and really get the students to, again, engage with it. So, you know, talk to us a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah, no, love to talk about it. Um, by the way, the blog post that you referred to was written by our head of uh, academic product mm-hmm. engagement, uh, mm-hmm. Brian Ryan. Um You know, I, I thought it was really well written and mm-hmm. I won't take his credit, but um, in terms of, um, you know, in terms of our point of view, mm-hmm. which is, you know, what you said, which mm-hmm. is like new technologies is nothing new.
2: Right.
1: So 20 years back, Google came up mm-hmm. with a search engine. Mm-hmm. Before search engine, we had to find everything. We had to go to the library mm-hmm. and find it. And people
0: copied word for word. Then I mean, you know, this this is nothing new.
1: Nothing new. Only thing is, it's slightly easier now to copy, right? Mm-hmm. You can just quickly go right. search the article, and probably you yeah, can. Copy. I don't
0: have to get out my Britannica and write down every word.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and, and you know, even if it before that, when calculators came. Mm-hmm. You know, before, I mean, when I was doing math in my, mm-hmm. you know, in India, when in my know, school and high school, we didn't have calculators at right. uh, that time. Uh, you know, it was available, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason, when I was growing mm-hmm. up, it wasn't available that much. Mm-hmm. So we used to do basic math. Like mm-hmm. we would do, like every exam, we used to mm-hmm. do that. But when I went for my engineering in IIT, mm-hmm. we used to have not only calculators, but it mm-hmm. was open book. Right. Where you can bring your books to mm-hmm. the exams and you can write it. And I think the idea there is, you know, if you're testing basic math skills, mm-hmm. maybe having a calculator is a problem, mm-hmm. but the world you're living in, that is not a very unique skill anymore. Right. Because you know it's already available. Mm-hmm. And you know, 20, 30 years back, maybe it was a helpful skill. Mm-hmm. So I, I think at the, the the fundamental thing I feel is that now we have to kind of come to the acceptance that the mm-hmm. bar has been raised. Mm-hmm with ChatGPT, mm-hmm. which is three. And by the way, four is coming. And then Microsoft, I mean, mm-hmm. Microsoft. Right.
0: Oh, yeah. Ford. They're all, everybody's going to have a complete version. Coming.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's going to get better, by the way. Mm-hmm. Next two years, it's just going to get better. Mm-hmm. Like technology, uh, which ha- what typically happens with technology, it kind of really becomes better once it's launched. Mm-hmm. So the reality would be that, I think the real question is that what kind of skills are necessary for students to learn,
2: that
1: mm-hmm. they're more effective in their whatever path they choose. Right. So if
2: I'm
1: studying engineering, I want mm-hmm. to take a job as an engineer, mm-hmm. what are those skills? If I'm a, you know, like a, you know, I'm going through other paths, mm-hmm. you know, whichever path I'm taking. So mm-hmm. I think that's the real question. And if those jobs are also going to get, get automated with technology. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good thing for them is to learn how to use those technologies right. in class. Mm-hmm. And this whole idea about, you know, where we are so worried about whether people are teaching, mm-hmm. I, I honestly feel is so overrated
2: mm-hmm.
1: because if people are teaching, uh, sorry, people are cheating, I'm sorry, the people mm-hmm. are cheating in their writing an essay, that mm-hmm. means they just don't value that assignment. Right. So if that's the case, I would rather think about what's the right assignment as opposed to figuring out how do I stop that person to teach? Mm-hmm. Because that's the slippery slope. It's right. very hard yeah, uh, yeah. You You know,
0: you You gave them something, teacher gave them something that they didn't care about. So they were just going to copy and paste you know? <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and I mean, I remember, you know, I, now I went to school, like I said, you know, I never touched a computer till I was in college, but I remember, you know, you, you, you'd get your book out to, and, and it was like, okay, how can I rewrite this sentence? So I'm not just copying it word for word, you know? And, and so we've always kind of, like you said, we've always done that or, We've had other people help us, you know, and and uh, you know all of those various things. So yeah, it's it's more a matter of, as you said, embracing that technology and figuring out how we go forward.
1: Yeah, it, it'll take some effort in terms of redesigning actually some of the courses and programs right. and really looking at the higher order thinking, mm-hmm. and, you know, all the things that we really want to teach, but it just got pushed up. Mm-hmm. The other thing I want to also point out is I don't know if you use this tool called Grammarly, which is quite popular. Right. Mm-hmm. I use it all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. our entire company uses it. Um, and I have found myself that where I would spend probably like 15, 20 minutes to edit a paragraph, it, it I save like mm-hmm. 90%. I can do right. it like 10% all the time. Mm-hmm. And the results are better. Mm-hmm. So if somebody was to judge me on my writing,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, with Grammarly, I'm a better writer
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I'm much more efficient writer too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But what has happened is that that has enabled me to spend more time in mm-hmm. writing better things and more things, right.
2: mm-hmm. as
1: opposed to spending time editing paragraphs. Mm-hmm. So ChatGPT is the same thing, where you know exactly as you said, like the basic thing will be faster, mm-hmm. and the students can now really spend the time to edit it and make it much more interesting and mm-hmm. attractive. Hopefully, the quality will go up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, hopefully the right. best part we want to look at.
0: Right? Yeah. You know, I used it the, the first time I decided to see. You know, how is this going to work? Um, I had been wanting for months. To write a specific blog post, I'm um, literally months. I <laughs> mean, and that sheet of white paper or you know white screen just stayed white. I mean, you know, it was. I found lots of other reasons to not be doing it. All these various things, and so of course I, I you know, went into to Chat GPT and said, write a blog post about yada yada yada. And of course it went, which I you know part of part of the fun was watching it type. I mean, you know, I was kind of well. This is cool, um, and. And then i and i spent probably half an hour fine tuning it adding my personal thoughts things like that so it wasn't just that i went okay here it is and here you know here's what i'm doing i still had to personalize i still had to go no nah, i don't like i don't like how that sentence is worded things like that and so it it is it's just a tool to to help with the work that we need to get done
2: yeah
1: no absolutely and you know one one other final point i want to make on chat gpt which mm-hmm. is a trend that i have been noticing for the last like 10 15 years mm-hmm. which is content is getting commoditized
2: mm-hmm.
1: and i think it's going to get commoditized even faster right. now, um which actually challenges the education institutions mm-hmm. because a lot of the, the the traditional mindset has been the content is king mm-hmm which is the best lectures or the mm-hmm. best video or the best book or the best assignment is going to be the thing. Mm-hmm. But those are going to be more and more available
2: mm-hmm.
1: broadly, which has already happened in the last 20 right. years, you know, mm-hmm. through the internet, more creators are coming, they're creating mm-hmm. and with AI, now we can combine those content to mm-hmm. create the best, highest quality content. Mm-hmm. So, so I think we are slowly moving out from this world where content is king to a world where I would say the engagement, the analysis, mm-hmm. the 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 community that you want to build around is going to be more important. Mm-hmm. Where um, you know how do we use with that? What do we do with that content? Is mm-hmm. the real now right? Having access to the content is not going to be that interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, very soon. I mean, hopefully, mm-hmm. right. yeah,
0: yeah. And the the other discussion that I have seen people do with this is is the creative people so artists um you know or actors and you know it it gets very tricky when we look at something and we go was that a person that that created that painting or was that a digital version and you know it it's it is that's that's to me where it gets a little bit more murky but the the person still whether they're the artist the playwright when they put their personal spin on it, that's what makes it unique. Um, you know, the computer might create a great masterpiece of art, but it's how the, the the artist does the brush stroke and, you know, all of those things that really makes it the the true work of art.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I, it's a really good point. And I've seen this, by the way, I don't know if you've seen like, Poems by ChatGPT, people are rapping and they're rapping in somebody's name or somebody's Mm -hmm. tone. Um, I think very soon we will see the world where, you know, AI is writing the songs, Mm -hmm. AI is singing it, and then they're creating a video that kind of Mm -hmm. goes with it. And all of that can go to YouTube Mm -hmm. and get thousands of views Mm -hmm. in one go, which essentially will take attention away from something else. Mm -hmm. Somebody else who was kind of going to go for that attention. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting. I, I, I think, as you said, I'm not 100% sure, like, within the whole sphere of creativity to what extent AI can take it. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's some aspects of creativity, which is some parts of our, you know, kind of left-wing, right-wing connectivity, mm-hmm. which full AI can replicate. Mm-hmm. But there's always this uh, human genius, mm-hmm. which is, uh, you know, which is very hard to predict, mm-hmm. right? Okay. I mean people create things, which is very, very hard to predict. So maybe that's where humans will evolve. And, but I do believe that, you know, AI is going to push the creative population mm-hmm. towards that direction right? as well. Uh, and hopefully make it a lot more human. I mean, maybe that's what it is. Going back to the world where it's not so much about creating the best song, but it's creating something which is very much personal.
0: right? Um, the experience.
1: You know, the whole mm-hmm. experience, maybe mm-hmm. that's where we are going to head back to mm-hmm. as, as part of this.
0: Right. Yeah, I I remember I listening to to something where a musician was talking about this and and they said, you know, the the computer will play the piece perfectly. It's the mistakes that a human makes that that turns it into something different. Or, you know, maybe it's not even a mistake, they just interpret it differently at some point, can we program that? Oh, sure. I mean, you know, if we can, can improve it to be perfect, we can certainly, you know, program it to, to, to make mistakes, but it it is, it's still that human part that, that makes it there. And, and, uh, you know, so maybe you're the, the, you know, the artist creating something and, and you have the orchestra in the background and there it's all AI, but, you are still being the person playing the piano. And that's, you know, that, and so, you know, it's, it's, it's very fascinating, you know, and and then of course, when you talk about, you know, uh, uh, deep fakes and and things like that, where it's like, is this really a person? Yes or no, you know, and, and, uh, you know, it's, it's more than anything, it makes us question and that's okay, you know, to be saying, I'm not sure that that person would do that this way or be saying that. And and so then we can investigate. Oh, yep, no, nope, that was that was real. That was not.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's uh, it, as you said. It's a very kind of a interesting area we are in right now. And eventually, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next five years. And mm-hmm. I guess it's going to play out pretty quickly,
2: mm-hmm. right?
1: And uh, you know, my, my my hope is that you know, out of this whole AI push, we prioritize the human part more, right? Because um, for whatever reason right i mean i think ai has its own benefits but mm-hmm. hopefully it drives efficiency for us and not mm-hmm. replace us which is by the way one thing we try to defend um mm-hmm. in education given ai is becoming so big in education mm-hmm. um you know there are lots of lots of tools coming up which will be uh, like an ai bot where mm-hmm. a teacher can be an ai and you can ask questions and get answers and mm-hmm. We are not so much in favor of those kind of tools uh, because I kind of, we feel that the interaction should be human to human as much mm-hmm. as possible, but maybe powered by AI. Mm-hmm. So, you as a student can have more access to information, right. more knowledge, mm-hmm. and as an instructor, as a teacher, mm-hmm. more. But we don't want to replace the human to human connection. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that, that's where the magic happens. Mm-hmm. And if you take that away, it just mm-hmm. becomes predictable.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. I even imagine where it can go to, like if, if that's the world we kind of head down right. to.
0: And we see it in business all the time where, you know, the little chat bot pops up. Do you have a question? Can I help you? And, you know, and, and so you you ask the basic question and it answers it because, you know, 200 other people ask the same question. And so it knows, you know, but what I love are when the the, the ones pop up and say, did I answer your question or do you need a human and, and I love that. I thought that was, and and was I getting a human when I, you know, maybe, maybe not. But they still recognize the fact that, okay, you know, they, you know, he gave the 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 standard answers, but maybe that didn't quite answer my question. And the human is going to be able to, to answer that question.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, exactly. I mean, it should be a choice. I mean, mm-hmm. somebody may say that I only want to talk to an AI. Maybe right. Mm-hmm. But if somebody says that I want to only talk to humans, mm-hmm. I they should have that freedom too. So, right. I, I think this landscape is going to evolve in so many interesting ways. I'm very excited about it. To be honest, like you know, they just like the, how the regulatory landscape mm-hmm. like, are we going to regulate AI or not? I think it's going to be a question that's going to come up. Right. So those-
0: right. Well, speaking of the changing landscape, you know, when when I look at your technology and and see you know what all it does, it it to me then is kind of the natural evolution. That it it the yellow dig starts being used by businesses, you know, by teams in the business, whether they're in person, remote, hybrid, all of those various things. So talk to us about how this may be shifting into the corporate world.
1: Yeah. So we do have corporate clients now, mm-hmm. um, even though we mostly sell it to higher education, but mm-hmm. some of our customers have left jobs from higher education, have gone mm-hmm. into roles in corporate. So they mm-hmm. And I've said,
0: "Hey, we use this cool stuff. We want to use it here."
1: <laughs> and you know, we love it. We love it because they already know and they can actually innovate how they want to use the platform mm-hmm. in their environment. So we have some very interesting use cases. Uh, for example, a healthcare company, which is one of the largest healthcare companies in the U.S., mm-hmm. is using trained nurses mm-hmm. who are in-home caregivers mm-hmm. using mm-hmm. our platform. And one of the benefits they see of using our platform is eh, that all these nurses are on their own, so they mm-hmm. don't have an office. They go from home and go to the okay. care, um, you know, caretaker's house, and then come back home. Mm-hmm. So they are actually sharing knowledge with one another, mm-hmm. like especially during COVID. A lot of elderly people had to be taken care of in a certain way. Mm-hmm. So the knowledge wasn't quite out there, right. so they were sharing knowledge with one another mm-hmm. uh, on a. Mm-hmm. That's a really good use case. The other use case is as we are moving on to this like hybrid where people are not together. So you can have mm-hmm. a community aspect mm-hmm. of it without learning. Um, so, you know, to answer your question, we are already seeing this happen mm-hmm. uh, naturally into companies.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the other trend that we are also starting to see is that higher education are increasingly catering to companies, too. Um, you know, for example, if you are an employee of Starbucks, mm-hmm. you know you can go to ASU with your mm-hmm. education credit and take courses there. Mm-hmm. And Arizona State University is a client of us, and they mm-hmm. actually use our platform, even though they're Starbucks employees.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because uh, companies are starting to realize that they have to give more or um, education opportunities is a great mm-hmm. retention tool for them. Mm-hmm. You know, for keep keep the employees they have and actually hey. make sure that they can move up. Mm-hmm. Um, So through that connectivity with higher education, we are spreading into corporations. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in terms of going directly to our companies is also starting to happen. Mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, as companies are figuring out how they want to offer Mm -hmm. learning, you know, one challenge I would kind of point out here, which is, by the way, I was a consultant for about 10 years and I've been in many organizations to kind of train them or, you know, in terms of kind of, you know, talk about various like things that they're working on. Mm But sometimes when uh, training is looked at into companies, they look at more as a compliance
0: mm-hmm.
1: issue. Like you know, it's a classic check the box.
0: Right. Yeah. We, we have to learn sexual harassment today, so we're gonna watch the fifteen minute video.
1: Videos and maybe even not even watch it. Like just mm-hmm. scroll up and just answer the questions and mm-hmm. move on. You know, people have that, and they have mm-hmm. the finally a certificate that I have done mm-hmm. this thing. Um, in that environment, you can imagine like having a high-quality learning experience may mm-hmm. not be that attractive because mm-hmm. the goal is to just get it done quickest. Mm-hmm. But as companies move up to create more engaging learning experiences, mm-hmm. which I think is needed now, mm-hmm. especially imagine a market at 10 years back, mm-hmm. the digital marketing wasn't a thing. And now right. it's almost entirely digital marketing. Mm-hmm. So the entire training has to happen in some mm-hmm. ways, especially with companies. and mm-hmm. So there, um, I think... Our product can be used right um, in conjunction with other things they're using. Mm-hmm. So we will be, well,
0: and it's this, it's education. I mean, it's just it's a natural flow that you know whether it's and you know education from a, you know a, a college or school or whatever, or the corporation. It the concepts are the same.
1: It's exactly the same and. And as you know, lifelong learning is something which is uh, almost like a buzzword now because people mm-hmm. have used it so much. But right. it's a reality. It's mm-hmm. a reality where people have to upskill themselves mm-hmm. uh, all their life. Either the the education will come from the company, mm-hmm. or you yourself go to a some sort of a program or institution to, mm-hmm. to do that. Um, and and so that's how we view this. Like the way we view this is, if you're learning anything. Mm-hmm doesn't matter where you are, maybe in a classroom in higher education, maybe mm-hmm. in a corporate training room or maybe in some sort of a online class. Mm-hmm. It's always better to learn together. Right. Unity so that you can discuss those ideas. Mm-hmm. Equally, right. As opposed to just get the information. I know what it mm-hmm. is. And you get two weeks down the mm-hmm. line. So you're much more likely to remember things. Mm-hmm. And people who are designing those experiences mm-hmm. need to pay a lot of attention on mm-hmm. creating that engagement. Right. Which is uh, which is getting increasingly important.
0: Mm-hmm. So right you know and and as you mentioned it's that the you know as as we've been saying that the interactivity of of everybody you know we're not just you know training before you know it might have been online and and you did you watched the video you took the the test now it is an interactive learning experience um you know and and so you know i can imagine for corporations that's you know that's great because you know, they don't have to have a trainer going around to every place. They might have switched to total, you know, work from home or hybrid, but you know, people are still engaging with each other. They're not just watching the video of the day.
1: Yeah. I mean, exactly. And, and the other thing is in companies, you have experts too. Mm-hmm. Like imagine a company is running a sales training and they have all their sales leaders into one community. Right. The amount of knowledge they're going to get from sharing with one another is probably higher than mm-hmm. whatever knowledge they will get from watching a video, mm-hmm. watching a lecture. So kind of mm-hmm. enabling that environment, um, sometimes this is where the mindset is, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. when we speak to, um, you know, a new things, uh, they, they mm-hmm. have not done it in the past, right? Mm-hmm. The, the traditional model has been create the design, make right. it available, some engagement, but you can mm-hmm. really make engagement a core part of it is uh, is a new thing, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think, for a lot of them. But, but you know, there's a lot of advantages. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. You know, and and I love this because I, you know, I I work remotely, you know, I, I, you know, don't go out and about and do things, but webinars bore me to tears, you know, and even if it's a live webinar, now, if it's a recorded one, then you've really lost me, but because, you know, usually the speaker turns everybody else off because you don't want all of the distractions. Um, you know, and and which, you know, that's that's not a bad thing. You know, we don't need to, to be seeing, but but when you just have again, it's it's like you know, we were saying at the very start, when you had the teacher in front of the class and everybody else just watching, which is you know what many online webinars are, it doesn't take very long before I'm playing on my phone, I'm doing something else. I mean, you know, I'm not paying attention. Um, you know, and and but in the situation of, you know, your software like you said they're gonna notice they're gonna know that i'm not paying attention and you know and and uh you know, and and i remember you know being in school and you know the teacher calling people hello you there in the back row are you paying attention um i've even done that when i've been training people and and lecturing is to to say you know hey you know are you are you i i try to not call them out but you know we've all done that you know and you there answered this question type of thing Right. Um, But yeah, the webinars, I think webinars are are very quickly becoming a thing of the past. Um, You know, it's it's great because it was a great way to get information out to a lot of people. But I think we did discover that just watching and not participating really didn't, you know, wasn't wasn't terribly beneficial.
1: Yeah, no, 100% agree with that. I think, you know, the Zoom University, I don't know if you heard this term. You know, a lot of people said that Zoom University, where you are part of a huge Zoom Mm -hmm. room the other people and one mm-hmm. person talking
2: uh-huh.
1: and you can imagine you can interact with others but there's mm-hmm. no way i mean even if right. you break down into five people mm-hmm. group, it takes mm-hmm. like 10 minutes to break them out mm-hmm. and you have five minute conversation right. and then we're like, what are we supposed to be to doing
0: happen. yeah <laughs> 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 yeah. i do that whoops i got blurry all of a sudden um yeah you know i i do those and and of course when i'm on if in and, and what really gets me is when there's more people that can fit on one screen. So then I'm going back and forth and we're, we're having private conversations, which that's not a bad thing, but again, we've lost our focus. Um, but yeah, anytime they break me out into another room, we always get in there and went now, what are we supposed to be doing? And, and we don't follow the instructions, right? (laughs) You know, we might Mm -hmm. supposed to be doing this. Well, then it's like that. Well, how are you doing today? You know,
1: <laughs> because you know, um, that's normal right like yeah, if you're adults <laughs> like a few minutes and then you have like oh you have one more minute left and what's uh, your point and you're like
0: ah! <laughs> you know, um but yeah it's and and so that's what I like about yellow dig is it it really does get people to engage. You know, we're not just watching; we're we're paying attention. Are you going to have people who don't? Of course, I mean, you know, there's always going to be the people who you know are playing with their phone, reading their book, petting a cat, whatever. Um, but yeah, when when you have this active engagement, we do learn better that way. And and you know, whether we're learning from a corporate standpoint or from you know it, it being in a, a you know an educational setting. It is. We just learn better when we are involved.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're you're speaking our language.
0: I should be writing your marketing materials, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, we've only got about five minutes left. This has been so much fun. Um, And, you know, I can't, like you said, you know, I can't wait to see what is next because four years ago, we never would have thought we were doing zoom like this. Now I did zoom before the pandemic, But, you know, just all of the things that have changed so rapidly, what do you see coming up in the in the next couple of years?
1: You know, I mean, for us, um, I I think the interesting thing, what we are seeing is that there is a change in behavior around adopting technology.
0: Yeah, well, it's 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 a given that we're going to be doing this.
1: Exactly. Because it wasn't the case, by the way, pre mm-hmm. before the pandemic, you can imagine like technology was this like back office thing. Mm-hmm. I only have a laptop and a network mm-hmm. and that's it. But now I think people are starting to kind of really pay attention and, and that's pretty exciting to see. You mm-hmm. know, we are having you know really great involved conversation mm-hmm. with our clients and our partners uh, to not only to figure out what do we do today, but also to see where we are heading in mm-hmm. the future. Um, I wrote a blog post about six months back, which is uh, not just about Yellowdig, but I call it Education 3.0, mm-hmm. um,
2: you
1: know, essentially kind of you know, challenging this idea that, you know, we have been in this previous model for a long time and technology hasn't really shaped it because it mm-hmm. just got kind of used for certain use, but not mm-hmm. really thinking how it should be designed. But mm-hmm. we are at this kind of doorstep right now where we see there are a lot of challenges. Mm-hmm. Around like so many challenges, but I think if you can truly embrace technology, because that's the future. In some mm-hmm. cases, every industry is picking it up, but but not just kind of take it as a something that we have to deal with, but truly embrace it and design mm-hmm. the the future institutions with that right. lens is going to be amazing. I I, mm-hmm. I think the the best part on that scenario would be a lot of the issues that we had in education for a long time that we could never solve, which is cost. Mm-hmm. Awesome education keeps on going because it's not cheap to maintain these campuses, these mm-hmm. physical buildings and the administration that you need. Like a lot of that is drastically smaller online mm-hmm. technology. You can serve a lot more students. You can be a lot more equitable mm-hmm. because you don't have to kind of have arbitrary, like come at 3 p.m. and put this mm-hmm. class, have a job. You still can. You can mm-hmm. do it anytime, essentially, right? So that equity part is going to be quite interesting for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also kind of really make it a lot more learner-driven
0: mm-hmm.
1: as opposed to this, like, sage on the stage, you know. Right.
0: Here is the syllabus.
1: <laughs> Here's the syllabus, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. and you and, and, you know, student, I mean, I, I think kind of bringing the student voice, mm-hmm. which is, you know, maybe that's the last thing I would say there, which is, you know, one of the things that I have found quite interesting in my own journey is that um, if... You know, if students have more voice, mm-hmm. a lot more interesting things happen. Right. So just giving more voice mm-hmm. to people you know, within a design environment, mm-hmm. completely undesigned. So, so I, I think that's going to be exciting as well, because right. I, I think a lot of people don't feel heard in, mm-hmm. in this system.
0: Right. Well, how do people find you and, and and get information from you? So tell us a little bit more about that.
1: Well, I mean, the best place is to uh, go to our website, which mm-hmm. is yellowdig.co um you know we have a a ton of case studies we pretty much ask all our partners to write something about us so so they they have there's a lot of things if you want to read how our uh, partners are using us and if you want to really find out more about us Mm -hmm. uh, there's easy ways to contact us through the website um and if you want to connect with me uh, i would say the best place is linkedin okay um so if you just search my name shauna croy you'll find me there and happy to connect
0: I love it. Such fun, such fun, and you know, like I said, I can't wait to see where this goes because it's it, it's going to be fascinating to to see. Do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with?
1: Well, I mean, firstly, it was a really uh, fun time and enjoyable time to have. This, this has
0: been great part. fun. Mm-hmm.
1: This is uh, thanks for the invitation, and I think you know, for the audience, um, I would say if you are in this learning journey either yourself personally or you have kids who are going through this journey uh, i would say just you know pay more attention to what's happening i think um, all our voices are important um, you know to kind of really speak up if you see some ideas some new ideas more we speak up i think more this system is going to change so make it a point you know if, if something is not working because there are a lot of issues in education today but we definitely want to speak up as much as possible so uh, right. do that in whatever forum you have to kind of you know do that so
0: great i love it well, I am Deb Creer. I've been having such a fun discussion with Shanok Roy from Yellow Dig. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C Suite Network.